it's the 31st of July. I'm Arthur S. Falls, and you're listening to episode 11 of Beyond Bitcoin. Once a week, I chat with someone on the cutting edge of thought and development in the crypto economy. Nothing you hear on the show is investment advice, though. If you have money burning a hole in your pocket, donate it to your local library or favorite reputable charity. The last episode was edited and mastered by a good friend of mine who happens to be a sound engineer, Kerry Guy. With a bit of luck, I'm going to rope him into working on a few more episodes. This episode, Bass Whistling, a Next Community organiser, joins me again to discuss what's been going on in the Next ecosystem. From a little grand theft crypto to a new altcoin adapter for the Next Asset Exchange, there's a ton of interesting stuff taking place, and Bass is always great value. I get a feeling we're going to be hearing a lot more from these guys over the coming months. Well, we had some in the, in the last weeks. We had some some spectacular uh, uh, security breaches. Not not within Next, but with it, it leaks out when you have a big member. We have, we one of our. I, I didn't. I don't know if you actually uh, heard about this, but one of our biggest was one of our original stakeholders was robbed of several million Next and eleven hundred and seventy Bitcoin. <laughs> That's more than a million dollars. But this this was really amazing. I've known this guy for a long time, and you think that these whales are smart people. They're they've been around for a while, so these basically should have kind of made his computer into a bunker. And it turned out, and this this was the shock to everyone, that he was storing all all his passwords within one plain text document on Dropbox. You, at one point, you, uh, on the one hand, you respect this guy because he's obviously a very experienced trader. And on the other hand, your first reaction is, you idiot! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so how did this, this kind of, uh, yeah, oh my God, you have a million dollars and basically you just put it out in the street? <laughs> a paper box with tape around it? So was there any re- resolution to that? Well, actually, he put out the large. I think the largest Bitcoin bounty ever. He said, "If anyone can retrieve this these Bitcoin from me, because we could see that it was the it was going into a mixer." And he said on Bitcoin Talk, he said, "I'm offering a bounty of forty three percent of this whole thing, which is five hundred Bitcoin Gee, for anyone yeah. for anyone who can retrieve it." So we tweeted that, and that got retweeted, of course, because 500 Bitcoin, that's serious money. I remember seeing that go around, actually. I didn't know what the exact... I, I actually presumed that was a theft from an exchange. No, that was that was from one person's Electrum wallet. He, he even had the seed, the Electrum seed in this plain text thing. I said, oh, my God! Oh, no. Um, and he actually, the thief gave him back 462... Basically, he said to him, okay, if you call off uh, the hunt, then I'll give you this back. And he gave it back, and then he started up the hunt again, of course. But it really was a dead end. Turned out it was already completely through a mixer. Actually, quite an interesting discussion uh, came out of that about mixers on the Bitcoin Talk forum. How illegal is this when you see 1,170 Bitcoin coming in? Don't you do checks? Uh, They didn't. So uh, they said it's not our business to do that check. We're just a mixer. And uh, so you get that whole discussion about are we pandering to to criminals by doing this? Actually, from a philosophical standpoint, (laughs) it was nice. But if you know the guy, it's then it's really really dark. Yeah. Yeah, but still 462 back. That's whew, That's at least very lucky. That's still um, $200,000. So, wow. It's not the end of the game. At least there's. Uh, it would be heartbreaking no. to lose everything. Yeah, and, and Beta, the, the exchange actually froze one of the accounts where half of the next was sent, and we managed to recoup that. No so way, three- awesome. Yeah, so after we did, we did the first, first, they wanted to do it as a PR stunt, I'm very sure. 
because they they already had promised it to us. And then they went out to their community and said, we're going to do this. And then this big hoo-ha broke out. You can't do this because it's not your money. So you can't touch it. So they had, so they were in this kind of split position where you had the hardliners who said, it's not your money. You can't give back whatever happens, maybe stolen, but and the other one where they wanted to do it nicely. So eventually we had to go to the police and go through the movements and show them that at least we were willing to do that so they could get the other guy to say, okay, if you're willing to do the same, then we know. But of course, this guy will never do it. So they use that as a basis on saying, okay, you are the one, you'll get it back. See that you do it via an escrow that's trusted by the community, which was me. And three million was 3.2 million next was refunded, which was really nice. It's it's a pretty sad story, but at the same time, it's incredible that uh, that everyone pulled together and made it happen in the end. Exactly, it was that that was the nice thing about it. Everybody pulled together on it, both the exchanges as we were directly involved, and the communities who were also discussing how should we handle this in the future. Um, and that that was that's that's really good to see that that we we were expecting a lot of people to say you're an idiot and live with it, but actually a lot of people said you're an idiot, but now we need to solve it, which is much more constructive. Yeah, well, it's so easy to make a mistake that of yeah tremendous magnitude, and yeah. just to have that bit of a community understanding is pretty is nice. Yeah, even on Bitcoin Talk, which really did, really surprised me because Bitcoin Talk is a harsh environment. Uh, but even there, pe- people basically started all their posts with, well, I won't go into the stupidity. <laughs> so, <laughs> so they did mention it, but they also mentioned, yeah, you're feeling bad enough already with one million missing. So I'm really not going to tear open the wound. <laughs> no, wow and of course his wife was angry too so we already <laughs> had enough problems at that moment <laughs> oh man oh yes <laughs> okay so multi-gateway you send your funds to a multi-signature address which yeah. has the keys stored on three different servers the software then issues an asset to be traded on the exchange that can be redeemed for the escrowed funds, basically. That's the basis of it. It's a combination of, of multi-signature possibilities with the, the use of the asset exchange from Next. This is the most secure uh, semi-centralized exchange. It's not completely decentralized. But, yeah, I mean, that's uh, miles ahead of anything else. Exactly. That's the that's the aim of the multi gateway. It's uh, one of the, the the person who made it basically said, okay, we have we still have this this point this single point of failure within what we are trying to do with cryptocurrency. We are trying to decentralize everything. The systems basically mostly are, but then when we want to trade, we need to go to something that's centralized with all the good and bad things associated with it because there of course there are also good things probably you have a single point of contact but we've seen the bad things that can happen if you have a bad actor and we see it all the time and this is a major leap forward what i really like about the concept of the multi-gateway is you put for instance bin we all know put bitcoin in get Dogecoin out or get Darkcoin out. That's a one-on-one transaction. And some exchanges, of course, also have put Litecoin in, get another coin out. Um, within the multi-gateway, you can do anything. If, if the coin is supported, you can do anything. You can put Darkcoin in, get Dogecoin out. Put Darkcoin in, get very coin out. Or really? Anything. So you can get a coin, so you can yeah, speculatively buy, effectively buy coin at is that like at a market rate from the uh, 
Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's it's it 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 should uh, should do the same rates as any other exchange. It's uh, it it goes with them. So that's that's what I read. I like the flexibility that they've built in it, because it doesn't matter as long as you have this asset in. Doesn't matter where and how you trade it as long as you have the prices. It doesn't it, it? It takes no extra effort for the multi gateway to put that in. Effectively, that's like a derivative of the coin itself. I mean, see, the way I had envisioned it is you would put in, say, Litecoin, and you would yeah. get the equivalent in Litecoin out as an asset on the other end. But mm -hmm. what you're saying is you can put in Bitcoin and receive yep. an asset representative of Litecoin in the next asset exchange. Yeah, actually, the, how it works is you, you put in Bitcoin, and for that you get... The asset for Bitcoin, um, but then you can because it's on the asset exchange. It doesn't matter. So if you uh, then want to exchange it, for instance, for that for the asset for Litecoin, then the system can do that because it knows the rate. So it can sell it to Next and oh, sell it okay. to Litecoin, and then you get the Litecoin asset, and you can take out the uh, the Litecoin asset one on one against Litecoin. Right. So, so whatever kind, whatever coin is is uh, is put into the system, and not all coins can be put in the system yet because they need to have multi-signature. Um, if a coin doesn't have it, we can't use it. Uh, we can't set up the servers. Um, but any coin that can do that can be traded in that way. So it's it's completely flexible, and it doesn't matter where you start. No, I'm just uh, yeah, I'm looking at what they've got right here. So we've got Bitcoin and Litecoin yeah. uh, going right now, and then in development, uh, Darkcoin, Dogecoin, Veracoin, uh, Bitcoin Dark, which I'm actually unfamiliar with, and Earthcoin, uh, and uh, and then we got Maxcoin and Startcoin coming soon. Yeah, these uh, these are already. Uh, Basically, uh, the, the the ones who are in development have been verified as being able to. We have coins that are supported. That's any coin with that that is based on uh, Bitcoin and has multi-signature. Um, but these need to be tested on the system first because every coin has its has its particular quirks. Um, the ones who are on here as in development have been tested and are supported but they need to be the the the, the three servers for every coin need to be uh, tested first so that they're stable and work with everything right yes because i suppose in theory it should be a very simple task but in practice yeah it's quite a long list that we have. I just posted it to your chat. So uh, I think we have around 20 coins that are possible and that we're researching at the moment. Um, but we still need the people who, who handle the servers for it, but it's, it's definitely possible. And we will be reaching out to these communities anyway to ask if they're interested in, li in being listed. The only question, the only, uh, question I'd have would be about the, the fees. The fees are the trade fees for the asset exchange. So for every transaction, the fee is one next, which is at this moment one cent, uh, three cents, three euros, it's four cents, four cents at this moment. So that's the fees that uh, there are no withdrawal fees, no fees, uh, no different fees. At this moment, it's uh, completely free. That's pretty good. You know, that this is... <laughs> I think so, yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, that's the... Because we had these distributed exchanges, everyone was crying out for a distributed exchange, and they came along at the start of the year, and nothing changed. Yeah. But finally, this looks like the functionality that we need to actually move away from these best attempt central security centralized exchanges. Yeah, and the nice thing about it too is, is the, the code again is open source, so everybody could. Uh, we we have a universal. Uh, it's it's called the universal multi gateway, so communities could also set up these servers themselves, 
and then say, okay, then contact us and say, okay, we, we want to plug them into your system. Um, that allows also a lot of freedom. Uh, some people don't want to have the service handled by another community. Well, that's great because uh, there's more than enough work to do. So if people want to run them themselves, great. By all means. Yeah, by all means. That's what it's for. It's even possible because it's open source that people copy the software, of course, and start up their own separate, uh, uh, their, their separate multi-gateways, which they then could use for their own uh, projects. It's, that's, that's, that's what we hope to achieve, that people actually start using this, and that's why it's free. Um, and relatively easy to implement as long as you have, again, the multi-signature uh, feature, um, and people can just use it. And we hope also the, that people will start. I've been reaching out to a, to a few communities already, and basically the answer that you get is, do you want to be on an exchange? Of course, the answer is yes. So of course, we want to be on an exchange. And that makes it also very nice because you get this cooperation that we were talking about earlier between the different communities again. And it's much nicer to open it up and, and offer each other services um, and work together. To actually have that, that synergy as opposed to working in opposition. Yeah, and also because it's about these exchanges. We can now make, we can now together make an exchange or several exchanges uh, that don't have this, this, this single point of failure. And that's, that basically what we've been waiting for for years already. Um, as I said, the system is still in, in, in beta. So it, there definitely will be some quirks and, and some wrinkles to, to iron out. But um, the more people are working on it, the, bet the easier that will get. And if, if someone beats us to the punch, even better, because that, that's how it grows. We learn. So what about the, uh, the digital goods store? Yes, this is uh, one of the new features that uh, is going to be in, uh, incorporated in the next uh, release of the next client. Uh, that's 1.2.2, as far as I know. Uh, it's already on testnet. And the digital goods store is exactly what it says. It's a, it's a built-in store, uh, which is linked to each account of uh, within Next, um, where you can sell digital goods. So you can sell keys, digital keys. You can sell download links. Uh, music, games, all these kinds of things that 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 the, the the online systems that we already have, like iTunes or Steam, like they do, um, the digital goods store can can do within NXT, and every account holder can open can basically open their own shop on their account. It's linked to their account, and they can sell goods. Just like that. Uh, so I presume that the, the digital goods are uh, are encrypted, and by making the purchase, you receive the keys and a download link. Is that kind of? That would be the way it works. Yes, and you can encrypt them. You don't have to encrypt them, but of course, if it's a one-time key, then uh, yes, it's a good idea to encrypt them. Uh, yeah, that's basically, and it, it works on a kind of an escrow system. So you still have to do one manual step yourself, which is basically sending the link. Um, so someone buys it, then there is a time in which this, this, uh, and that can be automated, of course, on the other side. You can, you can make a server that checks for these kinds of transactions and then sends them out automatically after a set amount of confirmations. But, um, the, the idea is that you then send the link and after the link has been received by the other account, then the funds are released. So not before. It's not like you send the funds and then you wait and hope. Yeah. The fund, the funds are holding, uh, are held in escrow by the system. And only when the sale 
has been completed on both sides, both sides, the the money will be released. And after you've received the the link or the key or whatever, uh, it's also possible to uh, rate it, to give a rating on that. So these ratings will accumulate to the account that is is selling. So there is in the future. Uh, a possibility to also get a reputation system implemented. That is possible. It's not implemented in this release yet. I'm always going on about reputation, and because it's it's such a uh, such an integral part of you know effectively pseudonymous community. But uh, it's there are some hidden complexities in there that that really make what could seem really what seems simple quite difficult to to practically implement the problems with these reputation systems and the, the the wrinkles again that need to be ironed out are how would do we make make it virtually ungameable um, that's a really difficult one because yeah. it, we all know from amazon and from ebay that it is possible if you put in the time but you earn that back in in, in sales if all goes well it is gameable so this isn't uh, so this is still in beta but is it being um, uh, is it being utilized at all yet uh, the 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 multi gateway is in beta the digital goods store will be end of this week if all goes well will be live so then it's just part of the core um, there is one first uh, user already who this is a german uh, indie band sinan boom and they are going to release their, their EP on the digital goods store. Um, and it's actually one of the uses that I'm excited about too, the indie gaming and music world, because it basically gives them an, an easy outlet to distribute their own uh, works of art. For money, yeah. It's a, bit like, uh, it's a bit like iTunes, isn't it? Only without all the faffing around. Yeah. It's just put it on there, put it on the server, give out the link, know how many uh, you have sold, um, and done. And if you want to build a website around it that integrates with it, that's possible, definitely. Um, I know there is, for instance, already one website called secureae.com, which is basically a web version of the asset exchange, completely secure, doesn't transmit any passphrases. Um, I can see that very much possible with the uh, with the digital goods store too. So you can just put put up your goods, make an account, put up your goods, sell them, collect uh, the money very easily, and done. But you could then exchange next for say a uh, a Bitcoin asset or a Litecoin asset or a Darkcoin asset, and yeah. take that to another exchange. Or potentially, do you have a oh. Right. to next exchange yes so you you could probably take it to the multi-gateway then and cash them out there yeah i need to ask that actually this is an idea that i now just get i don't know if that's possible in that way or that they have all the asset locked up into the servers um but it potentially gives a very easy way to cash out in different uh currencies the more uh the more flexibility, it seems like that should be possible. If you can buy an asset with Next, uh, then in theory you should be able to purchase it and then cash it out from the uh, from the multi-gateway. Yeah. Well, where it's uh, at least possible, because this is also a new thing, this, this person that, that made the multi-gateway goes by the, uh, by the forum name JL777. That guy he is a machine. <laughs> he is. Um, he's, he p pushes more hours into a day than anyone I've ever seen and once in a while he has, has a small nervous breakdown but then he sleeps for, for a day and then he's off again um, because he's also the first that managed to take an asset on the asset exchange and move it to a real exchange outside one of his assets, which is called JL777 HODL, or JLH for short, is now traded on Poloniex as a coin. And that's a a kind of that whole that's a uh, an asset that represents 
uh, a percentage it's, of all of his created assets. Is that correct? Yeah, no, it's even larger. It's basically it's uh, a trading fund. So he he, he actually finds time uh, to invest in several uh, ventures that he thinks are really interesting and will will uh, either become short term or long term uh, money makers. He invests in them. And that coin represents that investment uh, fund, and also gives out dividends, etc., etc. Does it and give out dividends? I was, I, I think it gives out dividends even. Yeah, yeah. that's incredible. It's, it looks, yeah, that's really exciting. I'm going to have a look at that. Um, because he also invented a dividend distribution <laughs> module. <laughs> Jeez, he's really he is really a machine. He is he is quite quite amazing in what what he does, and he's so prolific. We have a few people within the community that basically spend most of their time auditing his code, because that's also needed. Yeah, um, and that's apparently a full time job almost. He just pumps out reams of code. And people audit it, go back to him, and he reworks it again. Uh, he's been working on the multi-gateway for, I think, six months. He started out in January somewhere, and he said, I'm going to do this. And people laughed at him and said, yeah, you'll never manage that. And after six months, he, he now finally has made it. And that's amazing. It is. And I don't, do we have any idea who this guy is? I know where he lives, uh, va- vaguely, but for the rest, uh, I, I don't, I know he's a man. That's as far as I get. Uh, he lives in Argentina and, uh, and I know he has a wife. <laughs> a very understanding wife. Very understanding wife, probably. And that's about the extent of knowledge. And the rest is, is the reams of text that he creates on, on the forums with uh, very many, many, many plans. And the nice thing now is he has a large group of people. Or for the multi-gateway, there's a very, a very large group of people uh, taking over right now and working on this stuff. So because this is, you can't do this on your own. Uh, that's why I want. That's some people have said he's doing so much it must be insecure, but we have several people checking the code. It's not as if anything goes. It's not here. I've written it. Trust it. It's okay here. I've written it, and then some people really get down on it. Who's who's actually real life professions is code auditing, and they co- they uh, take out anything and get it back to him. So it's definitely it's uh, sometimes it's maddening, but uh, he's he's certainly uh, not alone on this. How many assets has he created? I mean, so many, maybe. I, I think about ten at the moment. That you know, ten, eight to ten. Um, several several venture funds. Um, also, just as <clears throat> multi gateway has its own. Uh, dividend assets, which will pay out almost nothing because the, the only fees that we have are the next fees. But this, the, he has a lot of these crowdfunding-like um, assets. And sometimes it goes wrong because I, and it's one of the scandals that has been uh, mentioned within Next that, that there was a direct payment to a developer who then left with the money um and yeah that that can happen uh, that will won't happen in the future again in that this way but we make mistakes really so a developer was paid and yeah, he up- just absconded with the cash yeah but no contract and uh paid up front and that's yeah that's not really the the way you want to do it of course so, what kind of solution would you um, would you suggest for that kind of problem? I mean, I I mean, would you do would you use say multi signature addresses with um, with uninterested party disinterested parties? That's a possibility if you if you have a larger group where you uh, 
have have a virtual company, this this would certainly be a way. Ironically enough, this developer was the one who was supposed to make this kind of system, <laughs> uh, where it would be absolutely safe. You could could put in the money that would came out of the assets into a kind of multi a multi-signature place where all the officers that were named or uh, and the officers would be accounts would have multi-signature uh, rights on that account and that's the guy who left so that's very ironic um, what also is possible is is what we do in in our uh, MMO that we are developing is milestones uh, we pay out by milestones. So first you produce the result, or at least most of the result, and then you get paid per milestone. Um, and and we make those milestones in uh, direct uh, negotiations with the developers. We say, okay, what do we need to have? When do we have something from which we can eventually, if you would leave work on, that would constitute a milestone to me. Um, and you get paid on result. That's also a very honest way. Yeah, well, you need to find some way like that that is not only can allow, can ensure that work takes place before payment is made, but also to allow a developer to leave a project and another developer to pick up where they left off, right? Yeah, definitely. So, so that's, that's where the milestone idea would come in. You need to, you need to identify places okay this is a finished stage and then you re then you would reconsider okay say okay this went well do you want to stay on and probably you go of course for a completed product but i would think that milestones where someone else could come in and and start up the work again would be a good idea for software development at least but this, this system of virtual corp, uh, corporations that we were thinking about and the, and the concept is still very valid is, is basically that you would have the possibility to almost completely trustless again, uh, pay the money. So you could also do a salaried structure that at a set po point in time, the money would be paid out. Um, uh, that's that's the next step in next. We are going to get that kind of functionality, but it's not a priority at this moment. It's called account control, and it would mean that you could lock it for certain amounts of time per day or only unlock it during certain hours, and you could set these things. But that's future tech. Right, yeah. And also, I suppose, at this very second, it's not uh, it's not central to the, the functioning of, of the platform. No, it's an extra. It's uh, all these things can be done already manually, and that, of course, gives you a point of failure. But it's not critical. If you don't have it, it doesn't mean that the whole system uh, becomes worth less. It's if it if it is in there, of course, the the, the system will be that much more usable. Um, yeah. yeah. And, uh, and it just provides those extra tools. The, the feature set of Next is expanding so fast and just so broadly. I remember when I talked to you a couple of months ago, it might have yeah. been three months ago even, um, it was, uh, or 10 weeks. It was, at the time, it was the most expansive feature set and you guys had more assets than anyone else. And now, yeah. I mean, you've just streaked ahead even further. I think there's so much buzz about, um, about other platforms out there. And what strikes me about Next is that you have, with uh, with BitShares, you have a very centralized model. Um, mm -hmm. I shouldn't say very, you know, a very centralized development model. And yeah. um, Ethereum has a, a more decentralized development model than BitShares, it seems. Next is completely anarchic. Uh, you guys are just, people are just doing it. Yeah, well, it, it, we have a small core team, so it's it's uh, it's it's not that we have umpteen people working on and, and pulling in different. We have one lead developer that Jean is called Jean Luc. Uh, he makes the final decisions on which which 
thing gets implemented before the other because he has the complete overview. Then we have a few people who are working on now. We have four different people, Java developers, who are working on separate parts. And that's, and they're completely autonomous within their part. We have one person who has developed the voting system now. We have one person who is, who is developing actually a scriptable language at the moment. Uh, we now have three projects that are working on the scriptable language. <laughs> <laughs> it turned out today. I, I had to laugh when I heard that one because they all can do separate things and everybody is now asking, why the hell are you doing three? Ethereum is doing one. Don't make it more difficult. So that's another discussion. Um, but yeah, we have a lot of people who are enthusiastically working and uh, there there's a few very interesting things coming out in the coming three months again. So... Did you good still? But even the next, the next one is even possibly more exciting, which is monetary systems, which means that you can create coins on top of the blockchain. Any coin, a POS coin, a proof of work coin, you can put it on top of the blockchain, and you can start mining even. And so, when you say uh, when you say a proof of work coin, mining would then be a means of distribution as opposed to securing the coin, because Next takes care yeah. of that security. Exactly, but it has the it has the added. Some, sometimes a proof of work that system of distribution has advantages over, uh, or you can you you can you can use it as an advantage, but you can also use it as a like mining is sometimes also an, a very attractive thing to do. Uh, mining is fun in a way because it gives this idea that you get something for nothing. Of course, this is not true, but it, is, it, it was the feeling that I always had when I was mining. It's, oh, man, you can create them out of air. It's, it's <laughs> and, well, that's, I can, can imagine that it's very attractive to, uh, to people. I know that there's one project, I don't know if it's on hold, but I found it really interesting, is a proof-of-work coin, and the concept has been uh, brought up a few times on Bitcoin Talk already, I think. When you place ads on a website and uh, you uh, put some code in there, the longer that someone is looking at this page where this ad is displayed, it mines for you. And it mines a specific, and it mines a specific coin, which would incentivize the person who is running this site to keep people longer on the site, which would incentivize getting good content, because then they stay, and then mm -hmm. your and then your coin gets mined. So it's a complete turnaround of the idea of advertising. Yeah, that's really fascinating. Yeah. So these these kinds of things are are, are being developed, and especially the 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 coins on top uh, would allow so. A company could create, in, in principle, for instance, loyalty coins on top of the blockchain, no problem. And they could keep this in their own, uh, under their own control. So it's not a cryptocurrency in that sense because it's controlled. But they could use it and they can distribute it or they can make something to attractive around it. And it has no influence on the other coins on the blockchain. So, um, yeah. I, I, I'm very curious what will happen there. It's interesting to think about uh, loyalty reward coins because we, yep. were, we were discussing this a while ago and the problem with creating coins like that is I think at the core of a loyalty coin is that it is not fungible. It is only usable for a yeah. controlled set of purposes. Yeah, exactly. So it's kind of like it's not something you can use in, as an asset on the exchange necessarily. It's something that needs to be uh, that necessarily needs to be in a controlled environment. Yeah, and it doesn't escape from that uh, environment because otherwise weird things happen. The weird things. I'm not. I'm not talking end of the world, but. <laughs> No, it's it, funny to imagine. If it, if it escapes um, out into the market, then 
then it, it basically at this point, because we were already with the asset exchange thinking of this too, it, at this point, these things are possible if you keep all these assets within one account and then you can still play with it. In, in principle, it's possible to use them in that way already. But with this monetary system, it's, you can completely screen them off into your own system, of course. And yet then, uh, it would be interesting, I think. What, one use of them would be interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I just, uh, right now I have this, this image in my mind of, uh, of loyalty rewards escaping the prison of their, uh, <laughs> of, of their. It's a kind of jailbreak. Yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Nice. <laughs> Those subway stamps, you know, finally, finally escaping into the into the world of real Get money, free. <laughs> <laughs> which they did actually. Subway stamps did uh, did become commoditized toward the end there. And the same with with real stamps. Postage stamps have been used uh, in in the last century for this as real money. Yeah, because they're money for a for a while when when uh, when minting was down postage stamp have to has to have taken these uh, these functions so it's definitely possible and uh, it is it is ridiculous just the um, the weird things that the weird possibilities that are emerging now um, I yeah. was I've been having a um, a discussion with this guy about uh, uh, Delulo actually who was on the who I think was in that discussion on the next forum about uh, DPoS and transparent forging. And yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Well, he he was talking about um, figuring out what the actual, what kind of concrete social implications of cryptocurrency we can ex we can expect to see. Yeah, and it's it's really hard to actually provide a satisfactory uh, response to a question like that. Yeah, I, th I think that 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 we we can't even re really answer that question at this moment. Uh, we can see a few things, of course, and some people uh, think of weird weird ways of using it. But I, it's one of the things that I have with the asset exchange. It's that people still talk about it as an exchange exchange, like we know it from from the centralized exchanges that we're talking about. And basically, it's not that. It's just something to exchange tokens in whatever way you want. That's why I'm very glad that, that James, JL77, uh, managed to get one out there, let it escape into Poloniex, because that's thinking outside of the box. Um, basically, it already is a coin. It's not an asset anymore. It now behaves like a coin for most people. Um but you, the, the, the multi-gateway is a similar thing. It's not the really extra. It's just shoving tokens around and seeing what you can do with that. And it turns out it can change into a very flexible system. And I think that these, these kinds of things have much more implications than we at this moment can, can. Maybe it won't even be a currency in the end. Maybe it will turn into something completely different and revolutionized than we can think of right now. I wouldn't be surprised. It's strange that you, or it's not strange, it's, uh, it's interesting that you bring up the point that the asset exchange is not just a exchange for trading cryptocurrencies, because you mentioned this when I spoke to you a long time ago, and the whole idea kind of, kind of slipped my mind, a bit like the messaging service. Yeah, and one of it, we, we tend to, at the start, to confuse the use cases, the most obvious use case, with what the system is. So we have the use case of using the messenger system for messages, but that's a use case. That's not what it does. And the same with the asset exchange. It's the name narrows the view. It's a use case of it to use it as a system to exchange uh, these, what we now call assets, but it's just a token. Um, the messaging system, for instance, only one person I think so far has made it, has made it into something different, which is basically just a button for payout. We have these, we now have leased uh, forging, so you can lease out your your forging power 
without giving away your coins to a to a, a specific account. So you can actually make some uh, some next by forging in a group. And to get your coins out, you send a blank message to that master account. And after 1,414 confirmations, which is basically our turn-up point, it sends you the coins that are allocated to your account. And basically, that's just a withdrawal button. It's nothing more. But that's the only case of a different use of the uh, arbitrary messaging system that I've seen yet. I suppose it can take a while for these things, for these new use cases to come along. I think of... I think of phone lines and or telegraph <clears throat> lines really it's the basic technology and then you know you went from the phone and then it wound up being used for the telegraph which was more more practical at the time and ultimately we see um we see internet being piped through it right now i mean vast amounts of information and everything from financial transactions to email fax voice yeah Exactly, and it's the same principle. It's still data via a wire. That hasn't changed. But what is what that data does in the end, and what form it takes, that is that makes. So that's why I think it's really difficult to imagine where it will go, because the end products have nothing to do with the actual thing that's happening in between. It's still sending data. But the, thing, the, the, the things that come out on the other end are completely uh, different. And that's the, um, well, that's the magic of the medium. Yeah, I think so. And uh, people will keep up thinking as long as they can abs- um, think in abstract terms into shoving tokens around and then th- think of ways what that could actually do, then they will keep making new uh, discoveries in, okay, you can do this with it too. Because the, the tokens are completely neutral. They're just a token with a name. That's it. It personalizes it to your account or to your use. Nothing else. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm really, uh, yeah, I, I, we're definitely not... Uh, we definitely haven't seen the the last yet, and I would be very curious if it keeps being currency in the end, or if it morphs into a completely different thing that also is decentralized but makes it much broader in scope. It's kind of impossible to anticipate a uh, a new use case because the possibilities are literally endless. So, what about you? Do you have any um, do you have any speculative plans in the uh, in the cryptocurrency or projects in the in the cryptocurrency world, Bus? The, the the thing that I'm I've been working on for six seven months now with a small group within Next already, which came from actually the mining idea. We were discussing uh, how do you make proof of stake fun. Um, because we all had this, this, this magic idea about mining, that, that, uh, that excitement. So from that came very slowly the idea of building an actual MMO. Uh, some other people are, have had that idea too, but ours is probably a bit more ambitious. Um, it's, it's actually we're at this moment build, building towards the alpha of an, uh, an MMO, uh, a trading MMO. Um, in which you have an in-game currency based on Next, which can actually be traded to the outside world. Um, and the whole, the whole idea for people who know Eve Online, they know the they know the anarchic system that that functions there. It's a complete sandbox where uh, the, the the fun in the game is based upon the actions of all the players in concert, and it's emergent. So we're not going to uh, to be involved in the actual linear gameplay, but it it will. The idea is that it will slowly actually evolve from the actions of the players. So people can take any kind of life decision within the game, as long as they, of course, can supply themselves with a living in game, and. Uh, 
it's survival of the fittest. Um, but the, the, the idea that we want to explore is how it will work if you can actually link the outside economy with the inside economy. And basically, first, that will be the next economy with the in-game economy. But once you have next, you could basically even move out into the real economy. Um, and we're working on that. We are, we're working toward alpha stage in November. And it's uh, terribly exciting. It's, it's nice to build something that you will want to play yourself. I spoke to Ian a while ago, and I think... I was he involved? Is he involved in this project as well? Yeah, he's one of the technical guys in there. Ian, uh, Ian is one of the one of the persons, and three other people are working on it too. And we now have uh, a team of three ex, uh, three developers working on it outside. One is basically building a new blockchain for us because it will be blockchain based. Uh, which at some point should be linked to the next blockchain. We still haven't figured out how to do that. Um, yeah, and and it's it's we have we have one person who is working on an AA who has been working on an AAA grade uh, MMO. I'm not allowed to tell which one, but it's one of the big ones that everybody knows. Um, he's he's one of the persons who has been uh, responsible for the servers there. Uh, which is one of the most crucial things for uh, building an MMO. Um, and he's now working on um, figuring out how to marry blockchain technology to MMO server technology, which is quite a challenge, apparently. Is it? It seems like one of the... Oh, you just just like, just make it one of those things, you know, just uh, just put the <laughs> currency on a blockchain. It's easy, man. Well, <laughs> uh, you have to. You have the decision between you have the blockchain moves at a certain pace. It has blocks, yes. uh, which are generated. But if you, for instance, if you are, if you would incorporate combat in the game, uh, you can't wait. No, <laughs> it's not that you slash and <laughs> wait for confirmation. That would be really boring. So some actions would would need to be uh, basically real time. And the results of the actions need to be written to the blockchain because that's where they're stored. And some actions, like for instance the trade system or the the crafting system, uh, which and the crafting system will be huge because it needs to accommodate a lot of different things to support the complete economy. That will also probably be done within the blockchain, but. Once you take the information out to be used in the game, it needs to become real-time again. And that's amazingly difficult, as far as I uh, heard him tell. Well, the architecture would have to be a bit different as well, wouldn't it? Or, you know, you'd be, rather than storing transactions, you'd be maintaining account balances, I'd have thought. Yeah, exactly. And uh, and they, they need to be retrieved at a certain time to be handled and where the... It's, I'm, I'm very happy that I'm only part of the graphical and the marketing part of the whole thing because if I hear these guys talking in the IRC channel, I go slightly mad. <laughs> it's, it's, this is so, so far above your head. Uh, sometimes you pick up snippets like what, like what I tell you now that you understand. So, okay, I can get this, the difference between the blocks and the real time. That's, but then, if they start thinking about how to do actually do this, that's uh, very very far away from me. But it's uh, it, it's a, it's a very very uh, ambitious project. So it will start out small in scope and then scale um, because it, the the ideas that we have are impossible to put in um, in the first time. But that allows us to grow the game. Over the t over the time scale of let's say a year year and a half into uh, a much more mature form, while at the same time keeping everybody interested with adding new features yeah. without cost. Yeah. It's free to play. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, yeah, definitely. We don't want any payment system. That. These, this is one of those things. Uh, the, the hidden costs, freemium games, that 
we're not going to do that. It's just much more fun and just enjoyable to use a game that is uh, to play a game that you can just load up and monetize it in other ways, like uh, like Dota Two. I've been playing tons of Dota, and I mean, I, I you know, it sucks up all your time. I stopped. I like weaned myself off it, and um, and I, you know, I've been back on it again, wasting the time. <laughs> yeah, and and it's it's amazing. I'm I've I've been. Well, a few periods in my life, I, I was completely addicted to EVE Online. And basically, I always gravitated towards towards either trading or mining. And the weird thing is, mining in EVE Online is really the most boring thing that you can think of. You're really sitting in front of an asteroid and just pointing a laser at it, and that's it. And then you get a book and read until the cycle is complete. <laughs> I actually got a lot of reading done, but it's still, in some way, it's addictive, and that's interesting. That that it's it's again the same thing as real mining. With um, I think that actually was our inspiration too, because it's actually also with running a miner, you go back and you say, "Oh, I've got the I've got extra coins on my account now," and uh, the Eve Online mining has the same kind of buzz to it. You do nothing. And still, you get the idea you're doing something. You can even work during during your game, do normal work. That passive involvement, it's a it's a it's a new concept. Yeah, you know, I think of Minecraft, but you can't you don't get that in that. I mean, I kind of part of the reason I gave up on Minecraft was because I was spending way too much time chipping away at uh, at blocks and. <laughs> and it just got a bit. And, and this, these, this is also part of the magic of all these Zynga games that there are that are on Facebook. Uh, you can, from from a lot of perspectives, there's despicable time sinks, but they do work. And it's putting a cow in a field. Come on, um, but it works in some weird way. Uh, this this kind of building feel. So you're building your farm. Um, and it's really simplistic, but it's uh, but it works in its way. And well, if you can take the best out of that, the engagement and the idea that you actually can build something which the makers of the game didn't anticipate—that's what we're hoping for. Just like in Eve Online, um, that makes it fun. I think. Um, I would really love it. It should be possible in the game, for instance, that a small settlement naturally occurs in a place that's economically more viable than another one, just like in the real world. It flourishes into a city. The city at some point gets destroyed by a war, but one of the players has written a book about it uh, in-game. This, this book can still exist so you get a real history in the game, and that's something I, I have never... EVE Online has that, uh, but I've never seen any game like uh, that really has this feel of history to it over the years. If you, if you look at World of Warcraft, basically it's a static model. Nothing changes. Uh, the only thing that changes is the players running around. Uh, I would li really like it if we could do something like that. So where can people learn about uh, learn about your project and some of these other ones? At uh, this moment, uh, just on the forums. I'm, we're working on external website at the moment, but we don't have... We're working on the server side right now. That's not the most exciting thing to show to people. Um, so once we have something, we will launch uh, our own external website because we also want to move outside of the next community, of course. The rest is nxtforum.org is still the, the best go-to place um, for most information. There's a sub-forum called Next Project, and there's a whole big forum with all our technical uh, projects for the next core, and they can check it out there. They're very welcome. And uh, we welcome anyone on the forums. Okay, and then we've got multigateway.com for the multigateway. Yeah. And the digital goods store, that's, uh, that's you need to go to the forums for that as well, don't you? 
Yeah, that's on the forums, and uh, we're opening up a, new, a few new threads on Bitcoin Talk uh, this week for these very specific things because we think they deserve their own space and their own kind of community that uses it. So uh, people could find them at the end of the week, probably also on Bitcoin Talk under the old coin section. Well, thanks a bunch, uh, Bus. I'm going to have to go to work. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thank you. Yeah, um, I'll uh, I'll be in touch. It's always great having you on. I mean, you're always great to talk to about these things. and uh... So many opportunities at this moment. So there's always something to do. That's it for this week, folks. Pertinent websites can be found in the notes. Thanks to Bass Whistling for the content, Ceases for the music. And, while we're here, how about a magic word, eh? This time let's make it hippopotamus. I'll see you guys next week.